Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It is certainly not golf weather here in the upper Midwest. Uh, Windy 33 degrees. We're gradually chipping into that snowpack that's been with us now for for quite a while. We had a, a very snowy winter, but mild temps. The snow will eventually go away, and we'll be able to play golf in these parts. Ron Syrak joins us, golf journalist extraordinaire, uh, winner of many awards from the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour. Ron, always good to visit with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and they're uh, down in Phoenix. Play was suspended today. Uh, the WM Open. It is amazing how this event has evolved to to be one of the more popular spots. It draws a a, a great field, huge crowds. It, it's a three ring circus in Scottsdale. Yeah, I remember when they used to boast that they were getting one hundred and twenty, one hundred and forty thousand people for the week there, and and they were proud of that. Now they get that many on one day on Saturday there. It's become a, sort of a big frat party. Uh, yeah. the, the, the scene at the 16th hole, the par three there, is I think they've, they've built up stands for about 20,000 people around that green. It's unlike anything else in golf. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I wouldn't want to see it every week, but, boy, having it one week a year is sort of fun. Yeah, it, it is, and you you got to give them credit for carving out my my yep. brother and his wife went down there one year, and I think it was something work related, uh, or at least that's a rumor. And they they went, and they they said it was insane. That you know, he, and he's been to majors at Hazeltine and that sort of thing. And majors are a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but that that scene at the TPC of Scottsdale was unique. They had a great time. The only thing that comes remotely close to it would be a Ryder Cup, you know, uh, that, sure. that sort of, that sort of uh, uh, intensity and insanity. But you don't get anything near like this because, you know, there's a lot of people that, that not only is this the only golf tournament that they go to all year, it's probably the only time they pay attention to golf the entire year. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are just out there to party and have fun. And now this year they've got um, – there's, there's always been a lot of – Big name players who who were put off by the atmosphere and and would not not play there. But they should they got twenty two of the top twenty five in the world ranking, and uh, it's one of the designated events. A new thing the PGA Tour has this year. So in addition to that crazy crazy crowd there, they've got a crazy crazy field too. Yeah, and I I saw a piece and I can't remember who did it, and I I apologize, but it talked about the West Coast swing. And and for people in the upper Midwest or out east like you, Ron, uh, this is an important kickoff. They start in Hawaii with the Tournament of Champions. They go to the Sony Open. Then they go to California. They're out in the Palm Springs area. And then they go to Torrey Pines and up to Pebble Beach and then to Arizona, Scottsdale, where they're at this week. And then they finish at Riviera, one of my favorite events. Love to play there someday, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, but Pebble Beach is a tour spot, has lost some of its luster. 
because of its spot, uh, the, the Pro-Am. It was, it was really interesting, and I, I didn't know that as a golf fan watching it every year on television. That, And, and you notice the, the field doesn't have a ton of big names uh, anymore. That yeah, it, It's, it's kind of losing its luster, which is insane to me because they get to play Pebble Beach. Yeah, you know, it's a, what's happened at Pebble Beach is sort of an indication of how sort of corporate – players have become you know that that they they like to be in their tunnel and 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 be focused on competing when they're out there and it's hard enough players (laughs) players don't like playing in the pro-am that they do on the wednesday before every tournament let alone to be at a pga tour event where you've got amateurs in your group for the entire week you know that's that is hard it is a distraction and there's some players who are who are put off by that now what a lot of players don't realize too that they, that they should pay more attention to is um, um, it's networking because these um, you know this not so much Pebble Beach is not so much celebrities anymore as it is CEOs out there. It's a yeah. good place to meet really really important people. You know, VJ Singh ran into Ted Fortsman playing at the uh, the Pebble Beach Pro Am in 1992, and and because of his friendship with Ted Fortsman, uh, uh, an investment banker. Uh, it it made millions of dollars many time over for VJ because uh, because he got uh, he got to know the guy and he got to be brought in on deals with the guy so it's that kind of networking to reach out but uh, you're right about uh, Riviera is a truly special golf course it's a great place to go there um, uh, this week at Phoenix I've spent a lot of time in Phoenix it's a whole bunch of people from your part of the country who are snowbirds down oh, there yeah. you know. You drive around on a, you drive around through golf courses there, and you see you see Packers banners and Bears banners and uh, and Vikings banners and all, oh, all yeah. these uh, teams from the uh, uh, Midwest up there, and uh, they love they love this week. Yeah, my mom and dad spend a lot of time down in Arizona, and where where they live in the winter months, there, there's a lot of Minnesotans and uh, yeah. folks from Wisconsin. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, they, they all share the same accent, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Well, my part of the country here in the Northeast, everybody goes to Florida, but right. in the Midwest, they go to Arizona and, uh, yeah. and yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's what you're absolutely right. You hit on the right thing about that. They carved out an identity for this tournament. And, uh, early on, it was an identity to put off some of the players. Tiger Woods never liked to play in it because of the craziness that was going there. But the identity that they've carved out for themselves has now made it really a must-see must see event. It's a lot of fun to watch on television, that's for sure. Yeah, and this is an event with, with the elevated purse and the, these elevated events. We, we saw one at Torrey Pines. And it, we're, we're already starting to see, I, I guess you will, the live influence and what the PGA tour did to change and make sure that some players stayed put um we we are seeing that input or that impact on the schedule and these elevated events if you will having added importance because importance because there's just a lot more money on the table yeah i think that there's a lot of innovative changes that are going to be that they're going to speed up because of live you know and these designated events is one of the things you know for years, they've been talking about that. The LPGA used to have a one-in-four rule, which is every four you had to play every tournament on the schedule at least once in a four-year cycle. 
and uh, and the PGA Tour players uh, always opposed that. And what it meant, there were some events like the John Deere Classic in, in you know in uh, in Iowa, which um, doesn't get a very very strong field out there. And I always thought that they should make the players play every event at least once in a certain cycle. And they're moving towards doing something like that now. You know, I, they have the designated events for this year. The next thing to see is whether those designated events, will they have different designated events next year? So maybe something like a, like a Pebble Beach, you know, has a, a, a carrot out there on the stick to encourage players to be there. So um, um, changes are coming that, that, that are, are sped up because of the, uh, the live uh, influence. Yeah, and you've got the 3M Open now at the TPC of the Twin Cities, and it, it is a popular event among the spectators. Certainly golf fans in these parts show up for majors and show up every year now uh, out at the TPC of the Twin Cities, but that has been a concern since that event was born. It's what kind of field because of its proximity to the Open Championship across the pond and the, the, the travel, et cetera, it's spot in the schedule. And that's another factor in all of this. You, there, there's, there's only so many great dates on the PGA Tour calendar in relation to the majors. Yeah, and somebody's got to be the week before the British Open, you know, and usually that's like John Deere, and John Deere gets hurt. And they've tried to do everything. They have charter planes, you know, sure. they fly players over on Sunday night after the event. But it's really hard because there is – you know, Phil Mickelson liked to play the week before a major. Tiger Woods never would play a week before a major, or very rarely. You know, so there are different players who. who but yeah. but they do have their schedule set up so that they can peak those four weeks of the year for the majors. So uh, it, it's hard. I, I think these changes with the designated events and stuff. I think what we're going to see, as we're seeing this week, as I said, twenty-two of the top twenty-five in the world rankings are in Phoenix. We're going to see that more often where the best players in the world are together more frequently than, than they used to be under the old schedule. Now, I want to get back to Pebble Beach, and uh, the top uh, women in the world will be at Pebble Beach yep. coming up uh, for a major. And, and that the terrific venue because it isn't the longest golf course in the world, but uh, certainly it's going to be a great challenge for the women. Yeah, and and you know it, it's great for the women's game because what hap- when women play at at a, a venue that, that's held a men's major and they have two this year because they're playing the women's PGA at Baltus Roll. But you know when they play at a place like a, like a, a Hazel Team, you know, or something, people tune in to watch because they want to see how the women handle a golf course they're familiar with from having seen the men play. And people, oh, sure. people. People tune in to watch Pebble Beach just to see Pebble Beach. You know, it just that's a golf course that televises really well. So I think there are going to be people who watch the U.S. Women's Open this year who don't normally watch women's golf. Some of those yeah. people will realize this is a good product, and they'll come back, and they'll become fans. Yeah, and uh, Ron, you've you've covered for a long time. L- l- let's talk about that. We're, we're the, the LPGA Tourist trajectory it continues to trend up. Uh, they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, they're going over $100 million in prize money this yeah. year. Uh, but it, this is still the, 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 the fact that you can't get around. They're still playing for about 20% the prize money that men play for. And the same amount, and same thing in endorsement deals. You know, they, they get a fraction of what it is uh, 
for the men. And and the key factor for that is going to be um, TV revenue. Uh, as great of a job as Golf Channel Golf Channel does televising women's golf, they need to have network coverage on the weekends. That's where you broaden your fan base and you reach the casual fan and you bring it in. And that's why something like playing Pebble Beach this year is big for them. As, as I said, there will be people who will watch women's golf for the first time and realize, wow, good product. Uh, but uh, And the other thing that's happening, too, that's, that's helping women's golf is the college game has gotten so much better. And that that and players are coming out of college golf ready to step right onto the tour and win. You know, we saw it with Jennifer Cupcho and and Maria Fossey and the great shootout they had at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, so the women's game just continues, continues uh, to move up. And um, you know, we even got some, uh, I think, three Americans among the top ten in the world right now. One of the things you brought up, and a final thought, Ron, before we run out of time. You know, we we see kind of at the end of the season uh, some events, but it would be a huge benefit. And there's a lot of talk about growing the game. PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, doing a combined event somewhere on the schedule. I, think I would, would like be to. Huge. I would like to see an event that's an official event on both tours. And there's so many different ways of doing it. You could have a, a mixed team uh, a best ball event. Uh, sure. you, could have an, you can have an event where the men and the women are playing the same venue, go off and alternating threesomes. The women play from the LPGA tees, the men from the PGA Tour tees, and you have two different winners. You could have team events. And Absolutely. TV executives that I talk to, they really want this. They, want, they, 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 want, they like the idea of something different out there. And mixed-gender events, uh, I think we're going to see it sooner rather than later, but there needs to be official events on both tours that are mixed gender. Yeah, and, and I would think, I, I brought up the 3M Open at the TPC of the Twin Cities. Uh, some of those events that are maybe squeezed by the majors uh, around the Open Championship in the summer, the British Open, um, that, that would be a great spot in the schedule to try something like that to, to to create some buzz and some interest in those events, or the PGA Tour stop now in, in Detroit would would be another one. I those are two in the summer months that really come to mind. They got to figure out the prize money thing. That's the problem. Yep. As I said, the women play for so much less than the men. You know, an LPGA tournament might have a three million dollar purse, a two million dollar purse. The men's winner in a PGA Tour event, is going to get $2 million. So, you know, that, that purse disparity, yep. they got to figure out a way to have enough money to be there to attract the men to play. Yeah, I, I love those ideas, Ron. Well, it's always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, we're, we're headed in the right direction. The days are getting longer. The snowpack <laughs> is starting to melt in these parts. Hey, I played today here on Cape Cod. So, nice! Uh, <laughs> yep, we, were, we, we made it into the low 50s, so. Well, that that is awesome. We'll 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 be there in another six seven weeks, I think. All uh, right, take care. Talk Ron. You down the road, my friend. Yep. All right, there he is, Ron Syrak, golf journalist extraordinaire, uh, award winner uh, from the PGA and LPGA tours. Nine minutes now, in front of eight o'clock here at News Talk E three O W C C O.